Hello world, welcome to Hopecast. This is our podcast on spirituality, sexuality, wellness and queerness. This is Paul in London and this is the second of our New Look 2022 new style thing uh, where we're doing a different kind of episode every week. So last week we had uh, our main Hopecast show. Today is an extra cast with me and Anders in Amsterdam where we just cover a lot of stuff. <laughs> we cover hair envy, we cover anger, we cover, I, I mean, so much. It starts somewhere and it goes everywhere. So sit back and enjoy. Next week is going to be our first guest cast, which very excited to bring in some different voices. Uh, but for now, just be soothed by the gorgeous tones of Anders, who was all rumpled and was just up in the morning. And that's where we began. Cloud. I consent. Is it full-bodied consent? I'm not sure if that was resonant. <laughs> it was like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> You know, I don't know when when you're being recorded on Zoom, it's only really from like your chest up that needs to consent. Yeah, you just have to imply consent from everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. That's where we get into deep water. I don't really want to stand up because I'm also in the full sweatpant mode. So which I'm not is more do than I body. am. Yeah, which is more, so at the moment, just for people, because obviously it's an audio podcast, I'm wearing a giraffe print kimono, a green vest, and green Calvin Klein pants. So yeah, not going to stand up. And I am wearing a hat because I have not done anything to my uh, hair this morning. So it's going places. Do you have annoyingly straight hair? Um, no, I mean, weirdly kind of not anymore. It just goes like at one direction or, oh, I mean, I guess that's straight. But see, it's like, <laughs> it's like almost getting a little wavy. I would even describe that as feathery. Mm, yeah. It's that kind of um, Jane Fonda 1970s. Yeah, it's just very thick too. And then, of course, I have a lot of white hair coming in. Thanks, stress. Uh, and that's, Wisdom hairs. That's really, really very wavy. Mm. Almost might, I might have curly hair when I'm, when I'm older and hotter. They do have a mind of their own. Like those ones, I mean, I've got them everywhere, like everywhere. And they do just come out and they're like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stand in a completely different direction and reflect the sun. But I'm just like, you know, it's a little exciting too, because you're like, okay, something new happening later than puberty. <laughs> decay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I guess it is truly decay. A sign it's of fine. descent. <laughs> Ascent into a higher state. Ascent into daddiness. I've um, I've always been jealous of people who've got thick, relatively straight hair because my hair was always hmm. weird. Like it never really. I mean, it was a really boring color, so it just kind of sat there. And then I think I had like a couple of bits that just would never do anything. And th for me, the goal was always like that kind of straight hair that you could just do anything with. Which reminds me of yours. You've just got that. Like you look like you could do anything with it. well I really cannot this is the one option I have <laughs> <laughs> my option is uh having bangs going one direction in the front or I mean sometimes I can do a little bit of like some of it pushing back but I also have a cowlick so I don't have too much choice around that matter what would your dream hair be 
I mean, just white, most importantly, which I'm on my way. Uh, no, I mean, I, I actually am happy with the way it is. When I was younger, I wanted to be able to have like everything fully back in mm. some form of cool hairstyle. But now I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Mm. I can't, I don't have time to, to worry about my hair. Yeah. Let it worry about itself. I did have a ponytail at one point when I was younger. Mm. So I went for that whole kind of pulled back yeah. ponytail. It, and then I would take it out and it was kind of shoulder length. It was a bit Kurt Cobain. Wow. All right. Very kind of messy, dyed blonde. Yeah. Well, I used to have. I mean, I say Kurt like Cobain. A... <laughs> it was more like, you know, 80s prostitute. <laughs> I mean, that's a look. <laughs> Yeah, I used to have the Beatles hair too, just covering my ears, kind of like a little oh, wow. ugly helmet. Oh gosh, it's so bad. I will not release those photos. Someone will hack them. <laughs> yeah, you will have to hack my parents' uh, like physical photo albums <laughs> somewhere. It's pretty easier to hack. They're not password protected. I'm glad that I'm still like old enough that not everything was taken with a cell phone camera when I was younger. I mean, that wasn't until, yeah. I don't know, late high school, from like my later teens that everyone really started having, taking pictures of everything. And what was that like? I, I mean, that for me, my first iPhone, whenever the iPhone came out, what was that, 2006? I don't know. I mean, my first iPhone was much, much, much later. <gasps> but I mean, everything was like a flip phone with a camera and you had oh, like yes. you could yeah. fit like 20 photos on your phone and you felt like such a badass actually my first one my first camera phone was a sony phone but you plugged the camera into the bottom of the phone oh, that's fantastic and so it was like a separate camera module that you had to kind of clip in and it was like you know not even half a megapixel whatever i don't know what it would have been it was such low resolution but i remember taking it to a madonna concert <clears throat> and um because you weren't allowed cameras and i was like Haha, look at me with my camera attachment <laughs> and I, I got this great photo of her from the front row i mean it's not great it's, you know you can barely look at who she is because it's so blurry but but I'm you thinking, know this is the future spy yeah. cameras and and, and I it guess really that's true <laughs> oh my gosh that actually reminds me that um when i was in maybe like seventh or eighth grade we had this assignment in school it might have been even earlier we had this assignment in school where we just had to come up with an invention hmm. and this this of course was before uh everyone had camera phones and the technology was developing and me and two of my friends we came up with glasses that could take photos <gasps> no. <laughs> so i mean I'm not gonna jump into conspiracy theories, but I bet mm. Google was listening to us back then even. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna say that my friend invented a company called Google. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, uh, but anyway, I'm a great inventor. Mm. Do you, would you adopt that kind of technology or are you more Absolutely like, not. Oh really, you're more like tinfoil hat in the woods. For sure. Wow. Um, I've given up a little bit on being too um, crazy about it, but like on all my, actually not on my phone anymore, but like on my computer, I have the little privacy thing so I can close my camera. 
Oh, wow. Uh, because I don't trust the giants. Um, but I also think, I mean, I, I do think you have to uh, participate in the, in the society you want to be part of to a certain degree. And then, I mean, I try not to use Google products, but if someone invites me to a Google meeting, then I'm going to go. Oh, so I've, I've gone the opposite direction. I've kind of gone all in on Google. Yeah, but so I chose one and I've gone all in on Apple. Mm, and, you yeah. know, it's, it's one or the other. And then like everything on the internet is powered by, I mean, either Google or Amazon. So and Amazon, I truly believe, is the devil. So uh, it's uh, <laughs> we're kind of screwed anyway. Mm. We're just people. We're screwed, but we've got instant delivery. Yeah, I, I, I have I, not ordered from Amazon since probably 2014. I've not ordered in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up soon. I'm going to start giving them money again because I have to watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is on Prime Video and okay. a fantastic show. Oh, OK, I'll share my login. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but he won't do that. No, of course I won't. Amazon. <laughs> I did. I, I thought I'd reached peak um, privileged arsehole when uh, a couple of weeks ago. I've no idea when it was. I've, this year feels like it is still last year. Um, Dan and I swapped office rooms. So hmm. I'm now in this lovely little room on my own, which is quite nice. And then even though I have a clock behind me on my shelf, it's there because it looks good, yeah. not because it tells the time for me. And so then I thought, oh, I need a clock for my desk that I'm looking at, which is crazy because every fucking thing I've got has a clock on it. Yeah, yeah. But then I thought, no, I want a little smart clock so I can set little timers and stuff. And so I looked on, I can't remember what store it was, some electronic store, and they said delivers in 30 minutes via Uber. Oh. I know. And so then I was like, well, I have to do this now. I have to do this because I could have this within 30 minutes. Yeah. And the future demands it. It really did. I was obsessed. And so the clock was, I don't know, the smart clock's about 20 or 30 quid. And the delivery was free. And someone drove to Oxford Street and picked it up and then drove here and handed it over. And I had it in less than 30 minutes. Yeah. And I thought, this is the problem with the world. I am part of the problem because, first of all, I didn't need it. I've got so many clocks everywhere. Secondly, someone then drove in the most congested part of London. And then, yeah. And I'm sure that person, I don't know how they got paid because I didn't pay for the delivery. Everything about it is wrong. And yet I could not wait. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, such a weird life now because i think we tell ourselves that we must have everything immediately i mean it's it's uh a little depressing i mean there's something i was thinking about someone was talking about how you know we it's actually good for you to have to work for something and wait for something mm -hmm. but we have no patience uh and uh, now i'm trying to get into more of a like never paying for express shipping or whatever oh, really? and just accept that uh i mean this is only a selfish 
practice for myself uh, where um, I mean often express shipping is just what you get anyway so I mean mm -hmm. it's not but if it's something I don't need immediately I won't pay 10 euros to have it tomorrow mm -hmm. as opposed to in four days um, and I was thinking of like a lyric in a from a great Swedish artist her name is Veronica Maggio uh, and she sings a lyric that goes jag vill vilja men utan att få like i want i want to want without getting oh wow <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is weirdly something i can miss uh from i mean being a kid where you asked for something from your parents and they said no not now at least or you have to save up for that and of course i mean it's not like i have uh, a bunch of money where i can just buy whatever i want i am uh, notoriously never buy the things i even need for myself um but still i can like i have that option which uh, scares me <laughs> and was that your experience as a child did you were you often told no you can't have something or you have to wait or you have to save for it uh yeah i mean we didn't have money so <laughs> most of the time it was just no but uh so and in a way i don't remember wanting things that much um, but often it would just take a long time so i mean for me i was thinking about it last year i bought a nintendo switch and that was stuff i always wanted when i was a kid but i think my parents bought like a playstation one when playstation three <laughs> came out or something you know for my brother so i'm i was just like it's too early for me to to buy this technology it's not it's not outdated yet so <laughs> so what's um, uh yeah i don't know i just think about it i guess have you i guess in some ways it could have gone a different place you could have thought actually i never had this as a child so now i'm gonna get everything i want right now but it yeah. seems like you've you've just leaned into that discipline and gone actually no i'm gonna wait even longer and i might not need it at all yeah and then sometimes it's a like i don't deserve anything oh. kind of mindset okay. where it's like oh if i want it that probably means i don't deserve <laughs> whatever oh, i mean okay. let's go to a dark place now uh or just really, it's... really, really questioning yeah. myself. I mean, I can, like my my jeans ripped recently and I have now like one pair of pants I can wear. So I'm like, I am actually in need of new jeans, but it just, I just have this like threshold I need to get over or like a, there's something where it takes me a long time to just go out and buy a damn pair of jeans. It sounds very Amish. Yeah. Like a quite a simple, you know, don't have more than you need. And even the stuff that you do need, you might have to deserve it better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily. It's not necessary <laughs> a lot of the time, but I also do think that uh, we 
tend to just like collect more things than we actually even want to be honest mm. the one thing i'm happy to collect is books mm. uh, that's something i want to have a great dragon's stash of eventually <laughs> mm. and another way for, to look at it i was just thinking maybe there's something about you not needing it because you feel quite complete already yeah maybe or maybe i'm just like oliver i just want to go naked mm. <laughs> most yeah. of the time which yeah. is why you vacation in greece and you know here's the man sitting here in a fucking giraffe print kimono i mean you know talk about nothing necessary i i think we could not be more different because i not only need things right now i, I don't only deserve it it's my right Mm. And if it's I actually <laughs> almost offensive that you don't already have it. Exactly. I think if we did that kind of wife swap thing where you came yeah. and stayed here, you and Dan would get on so well. Because Dan was also in that kind of childhood frame of mind of don't even ask for it because you're not going to get it. Yeah, yeah. And so Dan will obsess about something. Like, and it's often odd things like he, he really obsessed about this Bluetooth keyboard that looked like a, an old fashioned typewriter. Oh, months and cool. months and months, yeah. months. And I, every time we walked by it or he, he thought about it, I was just like, for fuck's sake, will you buy it? But then eventually he bought it and he's never used it. It's it sat tucked away somewhere. Yeah. It's a little, um, I, I get the same way where it's kind of like, a track in one's mind i mean that was um yeah just with specific items or whatever and then once it's almost like the fun thing or the activity is to want it and oh, to think no, about having it no. <laughs> the fun thing is acquiring it and acquiring it as fast as possible it's so weird i feel like we're so opposite in that respect but i also think that you know for me my parents had no money either but they still managed to spoil me like a little emperor but i yeah. wonder if that's because it was in <laughs> to make up for not being emotionally present you know it was almost mm. like oh well you know they were both really young they were both out working it was like oh just buy him a toy and and i think there's an aspect of that where i just don't you know being an only child is i don't wait for anything like when you said it's about having patience i was like I think I maybe had some of that as a child, but <laughs> I vaguely remember it. And yet Dan is the opposite. And so we often kind of clash on this because he'll be like, you know, I'm not going to, this podcast is going to be a fucking therapy about our sofa. Still don't have it. Still hasn't been ordered. Oh, yeah. Because Dan has to do that. And, and he'll be like, no, we can't. What about Seth? Is he... Um, is he more impulsive and open to abundance? More like you, yeah, for sure. God, let's never swap over for a while because <laughs> you'll come back, the house will be full of shit you don't need, and I'll come back here and everything will be gone. There will be one single yoga mat in the middle of it. <laughs> for, uh, yeah, uh, that would be a very fun experiment. No, but I mean, uh, I think also just, going back to the parent thing i think for me there was also just a lot of like spending time together and fun, <laughs> coming up with fun things to do instead maybe and so 
Uh, I definitely am also more like I have no problem. Like if it, it's not that I have a problem spending money on things for myself because food and drinks out. I'm like, yes, absolutely. Mm. That needs to happen all the time because I love the social Mm. aspect and just uh sort of it's it's just an activity for activity's sake Mm -hmm. um and there was something else i thought of too but it disappeared um anyway so that's that's where i'm like okay food food and experiences travel Mm. uh, and all that that's where i'm like okay that that's a must Mm. i don't i don't need to have a super cool bluetooth keyboard i need to be able to go on adventures yeah so things to do rather than things to have yeah Mm. which is very exciting because now now the netherlands is more open again so Mm. we can go to bars and restaurants so that's what we did last night it's very nice (laughs) what's the um the gay scene queer scene like there that's a great question uh, we have not really had time to explore. It. <laughs> uh, so, so we shall see. I'm very excited now because I am. Um, I started doing a tiny bit of work for my first Dutch client, which is um, uh, a queer gym that will open hopefully oh, this yes. year. Uh, so that I think is sort of an in into a into more queer spaces in in Amsterdam. So I'll know more hopefully this year so say more about the gym that sounds really exciting yeah you know it's just this person who started i believe it's it's called we are queer which i think is great um and they started personal training and classes i believe and now they want to open a physical location for uh, like a physical queer gym because going to the gym is not always such an easy and fun experience for for us queer individuals you know mm. feeling if you you know do you belong there do which you know room are you allowed in which mm. changing room all of that um so uh yeah i think it's a great great idea and i am i am just from my own self-centered standpoint very excited about expanding the queerness in my in my life mm-hmm. and uh, partaking participating more in that so both that and then of course i will i will try to give myself some homework and and be able to tell you what the gay scene is mm-hmm. here and do they is the i know the question i'm asking or wanting to ask i just don't know the right way to ask it so there's for me there's the process of the physical spaces like changing rooms and you know access to different spaces and that's very much based on a physical design yeah what's how are they approaching the design of the culture of the space oh what a good question uh it's new for me so i have to i have to uh get involved a little more um, but just for an example, there's just the whole, like, where, what you want, like you can be in a, an outrageous 
booty short outfit basically you know like this is a safe space for that to really mm. be there and express who you are and um i i think that's so fun because i mean i know that i really edit myself in some of those pretty mm. i don't know broy for lack of a better word mm. Uh, mm. environments uh which maybe is why i have such a hard time to like really want to join a gym <laughs> yeah they're they're off-putting places yeah they can be incredibly intimidating and bring up all sorts of stuff so i love the idea of just being able to go somewhere that feels not just inclusive but welcoming and expansive like giving yeah. you a chance to play about with that to go okay, yeah i'm gonna go in in my pink tutu today How's that going to feel? Yeah, and, uh, and it that. is for you. You know that it's it's the, it's it's a space made for you, which mm. uh, I think is sometimes the thing that I find I have to explain to uh, cishet friends, where maybe people don't always understand why you need queer spaces or like spaces that are just for for the queers. Um, which is so important or i mean to me that's clear i'm like well i mean there aren't other spaces everywhere else like the street is for heterosexuals mm. <laughs> in a i mean of course it isn't really but that is how it can feel and it is so i'm gonna let my dog out of the room he's uh, oh, I was he was sleeping in his bed <laughs> That was, uh, it's 11.20 and Jeffrey just got out of bed for the Good first time today. I am, I was going to make a bold statement, which is actually not true, but I, I want it to be true. I was going to say, if someone didn't understand the need for queer spaces, I wouldn't want to be their friend. I wouldn't want to have to explain that to them. Yeah. I would, I would want them to have done the work and understand and support that. Yeah. But it's complete nonsense because of course i've got straight friends who've got no fucking idea about that kind of thing but i would love to be in a world where actually those people would not be my friends the ones yeah I, the yeah. ones who i had to explain it to because that it's just another level of conformity or another level of assumption that then the burden is on us to go actually here's why yeah rather than people going oh no i get it i totally get it we're we're the ones in the wrong here yeah or just the ones who need to uh, step aside sometimes mm. this isn't for me what mm. basically you yeah, know you. Uh, i don't think i don't think a lot of people that i know would be you know mm. uh, offended or feel left out if if a space was 100% for queers but um but it's still something i mean again just the fact that we think about that and talk mm. about that means that there's some sort of maybe not fear but awareness that it's mm. somehow uh, abnormal mm. maybe or un, you know it really is something we have to claim mm. i did have uh, a Bromant yesterday in the gym changing rooms with um you know this, this lovely guy who i we were doing a few online things during lockdown so i got to 
chat to him then and then you know we started giving each other like a bit of a wave in the gym I follow him on Instagram that kind of, and he's really you know he's very friendly but it looks like the most masculine man you'll ever see in your life yeah and he started marathon training and you know I've done a few marathons and so I, you know, I saw him yesterday I hadn't seen him for ages and I said how's the training going and we were chatting away and literally within about 20 seconds he said oh my girlfriend thinks I've lost some weight so that's quite good and I thought, ah, that didn't take long. It was just an interesting little thing. Yeah. Where I thought, yeah, you could just have told me that you've lost a bit of weight. Yeah. Or, I don't know, someone. But it was just like that little, it wasn't even noticeable. It was just dropped in. Oh, yeah. My, girl, my girlfriend. I was like, yeah, okay. It's fine. You're not a threat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> stop yourself basically. <laughs> <laughs> do not worry uh yeah no it's one it's all those little things that it's so nice to have places where that where you have a break from it mm -hmm. don't have and, to, yeah, to, you don't have to worry make yourself else. into a shape mm. And going back to the topic of what we talked on the podcast about what you would do if there was no consequences, like, you know, that to me, the sound of the gym feels like there are no consequences to you being yourself. Yeah. So what would you do elsewhere if there were no consequences? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, in a way, I just wanted to steal Oliver's answer because it's so freeing to be in the new uh, but I kind of have to be on a beach for that. So uh, if it was just in my normal, regular life, I think... There's <clears throat> no consequences, uh, remember? Yeah, no, no you consequences. You don't have to edit I'm just, yourself. But I just have to think about, like, you know, what would I want to do walking down the street in Amsterdam? And to be honest, I would probably just, like, cuss out people more, like, mm. scream at people who are being idiots in the street. Yeah. Um, that's where I would like to, like be able to fully lose it mm. at someone who's like not picking up after their dog or mm. walking too slow in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I don't know if you know, Kathy Burke, she's an actress who's been in a look. She was an absolutely fabulous. Gimme, gimme, mm. gimme. She's yeah. quite, she's very, she's amazing. She's yeah. one of my favorite people in the whole world. Uh, she talks about having a cunt horn which is like a bicycle horn that she uses walking down the street. Like if someone's on their phone, she'll just like honk the cunt horn at them. And I just, I would love to do that. I would absolutely love to just be like, come on people, wake up. Yeah. And I like, I, maybe that would be a good thing to do before you're old, because I also don't want to be like an old person who like is bitter and angry that they repressed their emotions their whole lives and now they see mm. these young people who aren't doing that and now everything mm. you know i really want to be a chill old man one day and who, plus if they push you over your hip will just go like that fracture so quickly yeah exactly i want to have a robot hip by that point you know <laughs> kick them in the shin uh <laughs> so again you know it's interesting that on the the episode none of us particularly went for anything that exciting and so so far what you've told me is you would be nude more but really only on a beach and you might be a bit more verbal at people who piss you off in the street neither of which feel particularly 
unwarranted or unsurprising or actually even things you could already do? Yeah. So, I mean, I think some of these things um, are just the censorship you put on yourself or that, you know, I imagine that the world would not appreciate if I screamed at people. But at the same time, I live in Amsterdam where you get yelled at twice a day for like <laughs> looking the wrong direction. Um, people really like to yell here. Uh, so maybe that's what inspired me to. <laughs> it's a little bit like New York. Um, what would it be like to try it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I tried it wasn't yelling but last oh, time like last year <laughs> but it was still like i yeah it was maybe more than a month but anyway so the the scenario was that back last year i believe it was when when lockdowns were easing slightly and we were in a store where you had to keep distance and wear a mask and so on um this woman um when we were leaving like squeezed in to walk right next to us uh in the like rotating doors mm -hmm. uh, and i we asked her like not to come in and then she still came in and when we got out because i was so uncomfortable i was like you have truly invaded my sp space with covid um so i turned to her and told her i was like so pissed i said it very with a very angry voice but i just looked at her and said never do that again um, <laughs> And it honestly didn't work. She did not look up from her phone and she just said, I'll think about it. <gasps> wow. And afterwards I was like, I hope you are unhappy in your marriage and yeah. you get hit by a car. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. She crossed the road and no cars to be seen. But maybe on the next road. Where's the her, fairness? <laughs> maybe on the next road, her husband ran her over. <laughs> and then gone Yeah, I mean, I didn't read about that in the news, but it is likely. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah. And, and again, justified, utterly justified, completely acceptable and not even that nasty. It's like righteous wrath. Yes. I would like to express more of that. Mm. I, I mean, I picture you doing that on your bike, partly because you can just keep going. You don't have to stop and see the consequences. Yeah. But maybe that's the safe space to try it. Is, yeah. I don't know if someone walks out in front of you or there's something going on, you can just be like, fuck you. What would be your choice? What would be your preferred thing to practice? Shouting. Because you have to shout it. You can't just mutter. Yeah. It. Probably fuck you or just, uh, it's not even cursing, but I would, to really crush someone, I would like to scream, do better. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gayest insult ever. Do better, honey. <laughs> oh, I love that. Just going around casually throwing shade at people. Yeah. Just handing out little notes. yourself. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, when like you're walking down a narrow sidewalk and for some reason, a group of three decides they need to walk side by mm. side and you have to step into the street. I've tried so many times too. I'm just like, well, if other people don't need to move, then I don't need to move either. And it always ends in people walking into you. I'm like, why am I chosen to be the person who steps aside? Well, uh, partly it's because you're nice. I I'm going to shove people in traffic. I refuse to do that anymore, but no. with criteria. So I'm um, only with white people 
mm. and mostly only with men. Yeah. Because I I just don't want to be that dick that makes someone's day worse when there's probably yeah. already been 5,000 others doing it. But I did, when I was in Scotland the other day, um, you know, going back home, like going back somewhere where I grew up and then left, still holds a lot of those old feelings mm, yeah, of yeah. like, oh, teenagers on the street. And I was meeting up with a friend and I was a little bit early, so I went for a bit of a wander around and explored. And there was a group of, I would I would say, if I was to exaggerate, 30 teenagers, it was probably more like 15, clustered right in the middle of the pavement. And it was Aberdeen, so, you know, they were all white and annoying. And I just walked right through the middle of them. And saying that sounds so ridiculous. I'm a 48-year-old man. But there was something so empowering about it. I thought, I am not fucking walking in the road. You probably all have knives. I don't care. And they didn't really look at me because they were too busy on their phones. And I just walked right through the middle of them. I think one of them kind of had to sort of move out of the way. Yeah. And but I that's one of those. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Go, go, teenage me who would have <laughs> got on a bus to get away from me. <laughs> Sorry for existing. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I'll just, I'll just jump in the gutter. <laughs> that's one of those times where I'm like, it's so easy. I really would have the same thoughts and just feel like people would be so upset or like react to my existence. And then once again, realizing that those people probably aren't thinking about you whatsoever i mean that's also why people walk into you because they don't think about you hmm. and so i'm like why is it so dangerous to to take up some space um, but my sister also had a really good tip for for this specific problem of you know not wanting to always step aside from people and she told me about this and it kind of works actually it's if you just look really focused into the distance towards where you're going then people will hmm. get out of your way because right. you're so confident and they can tell that you're not going to be able to see them because you're on your way. Okay. See, I make eye contact, which is probably really stupid and creepy because <laughs> I think, no, you're going to see me as I do this. It's yeah. so ridiculous, isn't it? These are people we will never again see in our lives. Right. Or if we do, it'll be on a job interview after we've just barged them into the street. Yeah. And then yeah. they go, yeah, fuck you. But there yeah. is there is a bit of me that just there is something about claiming that space. Yeah, it is so a shared you, space after all, too. Well, it's our space. Yeah, it's our space. Well, you practice that. I want to see evidence of you saying do better, honey, at someone in the street. Yeah. And not getting out of someone's way. I'll get one of those. Um, oh, what's it called? The little camera that you can have on your helmet or something. A GoPro. A GoPro. A GoPro. A GoPro. <laughs> Uh, that would be so good. And then we can have a super cut of do better, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And I will practice not buying something on impulse. And we can compare notes. And we need we need evidence there too. Screenshots of what you were going to get. Screenshots of... And how it's not in the space where you had planned for it to be. Exactly. I'll just take screenshots of the letterbox, me looking sad and <laughs> arriving every day going, where is it? <laughs> Thanks for listening to another Hopecast. If you like what we do, and we hope you do, 
please leave us a rating, five stars only, anything less is homophobic. Uh, you can follow us on all of the socials at Hopecast Podcast. I'm not going to tell you about our website because our website is terrible. I'm not, it's embarrassing at this stage, it really is. Um, you can email us, wwbd at hopecastpodcast.com with your questions for what would Buddha do. Uh, I'm not going to let this one go. Um, we need at least one more to make me happy. And what else? Well, how else can you get in touch? We've got a Twitter, but we don't really use it. We've got a Facebook group, but don't really go on it. So, yeah, if anyone listening is good at social media, you know, slide into our DMs. I'm okay with face. Uh, what's it called? Instagram. Oh, old man. Um, so, yeah, if anyone fancies doing a bit of social media stuff with us, let us know. Um, you'd have good karma. Uh, you'd have the choice of somewhere to go for dinner, either in London or Lisbon or Amsterdam or Atlanta. Uh, what else can we offer you? Fame? for Well, fame. So, yeah, get in touch. Thanks for listening. See you next time.